you might need to use that little trick for some time in your career. Let's say some client comes in and they're goofing around and they traumatically pulled out a section of lashes right in the center of their eyelashes. You're not going to be like, I can't do anything for you. No, what you could do is make a bridge. You glue one extension at the base of two natural hairs, and then you use that to to put extensions on. So to cover the gap, right? That's not a long-term solution, but it is a solution for a week. Just have her come back in a week. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. Oh, when you first said it, I was going to hang up. <laughs> yeah. and it's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for like McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, on to our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I, I can't to... do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they canning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast. Your friend in the lash industry. Hey, Smart Cookies, coming to you from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, Tuss. Hey, Paul. How you doing? Just cookie-licious. Yeah, yeah, cookie. Oh, that's a new word. Mm-hmm. Cookie-licious, yum. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you're you're full of cookies? I'm full of rum. <laughs> yes, that's uh, that's an old joke of ours. Anyhow, we won't try to explain that one because I think this is so I don't think it's far, funny it's anymore. It's not even funny. It's just something we've said for 30 years. Full of rum. Full of rum. Yes. <laughs> Anyhow, so guys, we're excited to be here. As always, talking about today... I will call it the last trajectory issue or episode, but even more important, you know which episode number this is, Tuss? Is this the big one? Yeah, this is the big one. What number do you think it is? Where are we at? I think it's probably 299. No, this is 300. Oh, this is- This is 300. But wait a minute. I thought we were going to do a- um... We are. We are, which is a great segue. Oh, okay. To celebrate 300 episodes, guys, we're going to do a live podcast where we go online and you guys can join us on YouTube on YouTube and Instagram live. We'll do Instagram live and we'll do a YouTube live and we will basically record that episode and interact with you guys. Now, I don't think we're going to have you guys on video wise because truth is that, yeah, I don't connect all the audio, but we can have you ask us questions. It's like a chat box. Chat box. Yeah. Ask questions and we will answer them and we'll just hang out and celebrate that episode is going to be recorded on May 1st at 6.05 p.m. It's a Monday night at 6.05, and uh, we'll have details. 6.05 Pacific Standard Time. Pacific Standard Time, too, yeah. So it'll be a 9.05. Your East Coast is around 9. So we're hoping by doing later, we can get everyone. Like, if you're work and it's on Monday. So a lot of you take Mondays off because you work Tuesday through Saturday. So we're hoping we can get five people to show up. What if you're in England? If you're in England, uh, you will have to wake up in the middle of the night. It'll be like 2 a.m. What about our Aussie friends? They will be the next day, but in the morning, so they can do it. They'll be on Tuesday time, and they can join us. It'll be Tuesday afternoon, I think, their time. So they're like 17 hours ahead or something like that. So, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see who shows up. It'll it'll be just a nice, fun little way for us to celebrate 300 episodes 
and then we'll air that one, and that'll be like episode number 303 or 4 or something like that. I don't know which one, but it doesn't matter. This is the big one. So first off, I just want to put a big thank you, guys, for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Thanks for coming to events that we do. LashCon, uh, speaking at our events. I know when we go to events now, people go, I bought a ticket just because we want to see you, which is super humbling because I go, oh my gosh, I hope we made it worth your time. I hope we did enough to give value to you because that's what it's about. If we're not giving you value, then we don't want to do this. It, it, it makes no sense. We're not just doing this to make money. Money is a nice byproduct, but we are doing this to serve and help our community. And we want to say thank you to all, all of you. By the way, we're going to hit 2 million plays or downloads probably the first week of June, which is just like five weeks away. So pretty amazing, guys, that you've uh, put up with us for that long. <laughs> That's super cool. We've been friends for that long? But yeah, I've been friends, and it's been over five years. Five years, three episodes. Now, in the beginning, we did one or two episodes a month. It was really slow-paced. We didn't have the time. We were running around doing stuff, so we just kind of said, you know what, we'll start slow, and we'll build a muscle up. And then for a couple years, we only or two, three years, I think we only did one a week at best. And then finally, this last year and a half, we've been doing two a week. It's been fun. And we love it. It's been fun. And the next incarnation, when we do Lash Cast Clubhouse, guys, and that is, I think, really coming close now. It's going to be a coaching program, but really, it's going to be us creating content on more than like three episodes a week. But you have to pay a small amount, by the way, to get that third episode. And not only that, you'll also get, co- we'll have group coaching and we'll have all sorts of bonus goodies for you. And it's been evolving as we've been trying to figure this out. Because what we really want to do, guys, we want to serve you by giving you content that you can consume while you're working, while you're listening, doing your thing all day, and you need education, you need support, you need encouragement, inspiration, all that stuff is what's going to be coming. So that, we hope, is coming very soon. We announced it at LashCon, and here we are in April. Hey, no shame. No shame. It's just, stuff takes longer sometimes. It does, it does take longer. you just keep plodding along forward. Exactly. So we got a lot of fun, exciting things with that, but I just definitely want to say thank you. And Tuss is, do you want to say thank you? I do. I want to say thank you to everyone who's ever sent a thank you note or a note of encouragement That's or right, yeah. sent in a question or just expressed, come up to us at a show or a, a talk and just expressed gratitude. Thank you so much, you guys. That is the wind beneath our wings. That's the fuel that keeps us going. And really, I know this probably sounds shallow but or stupid, but... It means more than actually getting money. It does. It, it, really, it does mean more than money. We've always lived for praise. We're the type of people like you praise us and we dance harder. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> dance like, monkey dance. That, yeah. We live for that. That is like our oxygen. So it's like when we go to a show or do something and people just come up and just said what, what it meant to them. That's the stuff that we take to the bank. I mean, I, mean, I almost the- cried actually tons of times at Lashcon last year. Because people, I mean, it was like every, I felt like every five minutes we were being pulled aside, take a photo, take a photo, take a photo. And then people would say, thank you for making a difference in my life. Thank you for helping me continue to want to push on because I was going to quit. Actually, you hear that quite a bit. People are like, I was, I, I just was done. I was working by myself. I had no encouragement. I had no one that I felt like was behind me. And then they started listening to their podcast. And all of a sudden now they, they felt like, oh, someone believes in me. And in fact, they would DM us and then be shocked that I would reach out to someone like yesterday ask a question goes, I know Paul and Tess are really busy, so I don't know if anyone will ever respond to this, but I just thought I would ask this. And I responded back. They're like, oh my gosh, you're the one that responds? I'm like, yes. It's just us. Yeah, it's just us. I don't have a team of 40. I mean, we do have some people helping with some things, but I don't have this monster team. And 
you know, my goal, you know, we'll say for now, I don't know where the Instagram will go, but we'd like to be the ones managing the DMs. I do like interacting with you. I do like talking to people. I love all that stuff. That's the fun stuff that we get to do. Writing content sometimes. And like, I've been trying to write this talk for last boss summit. It's been killing me. It's not been a lot of fun. I'm not enjoying it this time. Well, I just want to say that Connecting with people is super cool. Yeah. It makes us feel like friends. And even though maybe we haven't ever met, I know that many of you say, oh, I listen to you every day. And that means so much because it's like we've been mentoring you in a way that is meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. And that means like we're friends, even though we're far apart and you have created that space in your heart to allow us in to speak to you and what a gift that is for us. I mean, some of you have been with us since the beginning. You've been listening for five years. I mean, that's just shockingly, um, it's just cool is what it is. And I guess it's shocking because I just, I mean, I even don't even listen to podcasts for five years. (laughs) I'm like, I have a bunch of, I mean, I go back once a while, but you know, it's like anything you listen for a while and then you kind of find other shiny objects. And so some of you are so hardcore You've been with us for that long. That just means the world. And I'm always touched by it. And there's some of you, I know you listen because the questions you ask are in response to things we said like three years ago, or you quote things that we've been saying or doing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they are really listeners. They don't just listen once and go, oh yeah, I'm a fan of yours. And to find a way to, I don't know, do you want to take a picture so you can get likes on your page or something like that? No, you really, really care. And we've served you and you've been blessed and you've enjoyed it and you've Giving us shout outs and uh, all that stuff. It's really, really We're in cool. awe. Thank we you, really guys. Are. You guys are the best audience. And we hopefully will do another 300. I mean, now they were doing two a week, and we probably will be moving to three a week at some point. And video, adding video. That's the other big upgrade this summer. By summer, we hope to have video. So with all those things, who knows? We might be at 600 just in like a year or so. <laughs> wow. Very cool. That all said, uh, thank you guys. We just want to take a moment to be grateful and say thank you. So before we get into talking about correcting or talking about last trajectories in two different ways we're going to talk about, we want to do first, what is the test we're going to do right now? Announcements. All right, guys, what do we have coming up? Well, the first thing I just mentioned and remind you again, we're going to be doing a live on May 1st at 6.05. So please look for the information. Go to their Instagram that night on Monday night at the 1st or go to YouTube and look up up Lashcast. Type in Lashcast YouTube and you go to our page and you should see our live there. And so hopefully we will see you there. That'd be really cool. What else we have going on? Well, we also have Tesla's retention course. We have come up real soon in New York, and we still have space. It's quite a bit. It's, uh-huh. it's not sold out by any means. So you've been like, oh, I don't know. Reach out to us. Let's get you in. That's going to be on May 6th and 7th in New York. And there's a Lash Bash on Saturday night, so you get to go have a party with all your Lash Besties. It'll be great. Also, we have Austin on June 17th, 18th, and we'll be in Honolulu July 8th and 9th. And that one's also with the Lash Bash. We're going to be teaming up with Sinful Lashes and doing a Lash Bash in Waikiki. So that's going to be super cool. What could be more cool than yeah, that? Yeah, really. So be saving your time or money and everything for that. LashCon tickets are on sale. We're almost sold out VIP. We had a lot more this year than we did last year, so that's why they're taking a little longer. We would have been sold out by now if we had it uh, But we're almost sold out, so if we you We literally have, I think, it. less than 30 tickets left for VIP. So we've been thinking, oh, I want that. That, you need to sign up. By, by the way, the six-month payment plan will also be ending soon and turning into a five-month payment plan. So if you really want to stretch it out all the way up to basically just a week before or two weeks before LashCon, 
Sign up this coming week, get those tickets and save that, that money and spread out the payment plan. So what else we have coming up? We're going to be in the Orlando show, June 3rd through the 5th. Premiere. Premiere, yeah. The, the premiere show. show in Orlando, I should say. We're holding basically a mini LashCon. We have three days of classes with amazing live speakers. I'll have that in the show notes. That's coming up. And the link, the tickets are for sale. They're only like 75 bucks, I think, right now. We're made 85 Super affordable. And you get three days of classes with us. Also, a giant trade show with 60,000 people. So, And there will be some Lash brands there. Not a lot, not like LashCon, but there'll be some other Lash brands there. You can go and see Boots and all that. Lastly, we start selling tickets to the IBS show party that we have for Lash Boss Radio that we're teaming up with Shelby. We're going to be selling tickets for that starting at the Lash Boss Summit this weekend. So when this comes out, this comes out actually right after Lash Boss Summit. So yeah, so you will basically go to the link in the bio and you can go buy your ticket for that and we'll see you at IBS. And we have a 10% discount code for you. So you can save, or maybe it's $10. I forget, it's 10 or $10. I'll look at the show notes, you'll see it in there. You can save money. Now we're teaming with IBS, which is kind of cool, to support them and they're going to promote our party. So beware. This the go, Vegas yeah. IBS party, yeah, the Vegas which time. is going to be on a penthouse and it is fun. June 25th. The, the event is the 25th and 26th of June. And it's sparkle and shine. That's, That's our the theme. theme. Yeah, sparkle and shine. So it should be really, really pretty. I'm going to be all sparkly. And Am shiny? I going to be sparkly? Maybe we should make you matte. Okay, I'll be the I'll be the contrast. Makes everyone else feel good. Just put some matte paint on me. Matte paint yeah, on you there. in the corner. Okay. All right, so that's it. That's all the stuff we have going. Let's talk about really two different things about when it comes to lash trajectory. So the first one is some people are concerned if you use lashes that are too heavy, that you're going to permanently change the growth pattern of that lash so that it's going to dip. Yeah, so the thought is, and I hear this in circles, that you do not want to damage the lash. Now, most of us are good conscientious lash artists. And we, above all else, first want to do no harm. So we yeah. do not want to harm anybody's lashes. So when when you hear, oh, this can damage lashes, most of us that want to preserve will stay clear around whatever the rule is, right? They're yeah. say, I'm not going to do that. So I'm not going to damage lashes. And what do people say damages lashes? They say, if you put an extension on that's too heavy or too large for the natural lash, it can damage it. My question is how? How is it going to damage it? And so when I ask this question, it's like, oh, it damages it by weighing it down. Yeah. So if it weighs so it down. it's a term thing. So then I'm thinking, time. but how is that damaging though? Well, it's damaging because in their mind, the hair is growing differently now. At like one point it was growing, let's say up, and now let's say it's just down a tiny The bit. argument is that it permanently changes yeah. the growth pattern. So let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about our head hair. Yeah. Uh, and most of us, does we might have a part on one side or that kind of side. And sometimes it's a natural calic, the way that the hair follicles are laid into the scalp, kind of lends it to making like a spiral as it grows or just like a little dip or a little curly cue. Yeah, I remember those days. In fact, right now I'm having to really draw my memories. Yes, you. Because it's been Where 20... was your calic? It was on the left-hand side. Oh, no, I know calic, but I did have a part. No, that's not the same thing. Calic's different. Calic's different. Calic's but different. I never had calyx, but I did have, I, I, I have, um, what's it? Uh, calyx or um, no, what's the term I'm thinking? Calluses. Catara- I was going to say cataracts. <laughs> <laughs> no, callus. Cal- I do have calluses though. It's the same idea. Your gross callusy feet. Your yeah, bunions. My bunions. No, he actually doesn't have bunions, no, but I you don't. know what we always say is, did you ever see that movie? Lemony Snicket was yeah, it with with Snicket. Jim yeah. Carrey? Yeah. And the, in the outtakes, he's like, oh, do you want to rub my 
yellow bunion feet. Anyway, it's so disgusting. It's really funny, and for some reason, we always talk right. about. No, we, like, we feet. joke like if you if you if I come in the room, you're like, "Hey, sweetie, come and rub my bunion." Come and rub my yellow bunion. Yeah. <laughs> yes, in so the most sexy. seductive voice oh, you yeah. can. So sexy, man. Yes, bunion All right. time. Bunion time. So no calluses. No. So my brother used to have calic kind of in the back of his head, and. We both have Asian hair, so it's like really stiff and it sticks straight up. It would like stick right out, especially when it was kind of short. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a part. Like, so if you, if you train your hair to do something like you part it on one side, it will typically have that bend there. It starts to stay that way. It stays that way. But by the way, it can change because when I was young, the part was the left. But if you remember in the middle, in the eighties, parts down the middle became really popular. And I started to part my hair right down the middle of my head. And then I'd have... Oh, you were a nerd. Who parted the hair in the middle? No, that was cool. There were people parting their hair right down the middle. It was a trend, I tell you. I don't you think were we too would have little. been friends, no. You were, you were like in junior high and you had your hair, your head shaved at the time. So My head was not shaved. You, at one point you said you had shaved like one side or not, something like that. I, oh, well, that was like wannabe, like, you know, with the crimping iron. You yeah, know, you're like, trying to be... I'm a, a rebel. Yeah, you're trying to be a punk it's rocker. It's like pre-goth. Like, I'm going to wear my father's like... Plaid shirts around my waist and a jean jacket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, you don't remember the the middle. It was like nine eighty three, eighty four. Oh, the feathered hair. Yes, because you had the feathered hair. The feathered hair, fair faucet. Yeah. Yes, who I had a crush on. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> so the part you can kind of train your hair to go in it to a certain direction, and it will kind of lie there for a while. But it's yeah. not a permanent thing. It's no. kind of like you would think of a habit. That's the habit that your hair is going into. But can you really change your nose shape? By putting those dumb little clips on your nose at night, you can't. It's like if you want a nose job, you have to have that surgically. It doesn't help if you just put tape on your nose. So if I try to hang every day off, a, like, I think it was Bobby Brady and the Brady Bunch tries to hang so you get taller. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> that doesn't no, work? here's a better one. So my mom had, when she was a little girl, she was teased mercilessly because her ears stuck straight out of her head. Ah. So she had an otoplasty, which is when they pin the ears back. So when she was a little kid, she tried to tape them, that kind of stuff to keep that. But that doesn't do anything. It might make a dent in it for like an hour. Or how about those things where you suck your lips into them and make sure lips fat, like for yeah, a lip the, injection? the thing you do every morning. I'm joking. Of course you don't do that. But I did see, we did it once at a trade show. We were IBS like five years ago where I was. And you said that we saw this thing when it's a look sucker or something like that. I'm like, what, why would, what yeah, is that? So funny. Like, no, it's something you do. If you don't want to do shots and all yeah. the filler, you do this, but it only lasts like maybe 20 for, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Less than an hour. Right. Okay. So you can affect something like that, but that's, yeah. it's not a permanent thing. No. So that's one thing. So you can kind of change the, the reason why we don't put too large of a, an extension onto a hair is not because it's damaging. It's because it will hang yeah, and it looks it's ugly. It's looks ugly and it'll be a nuisance for the client. It's not super helpful. But the question is, is it damaging? So let's talk about, so our daughter, yeah. she had an infection in her finger. Remember, I don't know what she got, some weird infection. And Kids we, do that, by the way. We had, to, we had to take her to the emergency room. They had to like clean it out and put a little stitch in it, that kind of thing. And as the fingernail was growing out, it was completely bent to the wrong side. And she's like, mom, I'm deformed. And I'm like, no, sweetheart, don't worry. I said, it's just bent like that because when the nail was being created, that's when you had the infection there. And so it, it, it changed. the. But I said, just watch. It's going to grow out just fine. And it's going to be normal again. And so the thing is, is that our nails stay in the beds. They don't fall out. But our eyelashes do. 
And the eyelashes are not like head hair that stays in the growth phase for eight years. The eyelashes, maybe maximum is three months max, right? Well, sometimes people who have cycles can be a little bit longer, but let's say that one was weighed down so much so that it was really like hanging into the person's line of sight. As soon as it falls out and there's no tension on it, it's going to be exactly the way it was before. Just like as soon as you take that nose clip off your nose, it's going to go back in the same position or the tape off your ears or whatever. It's not a permanent change. Again, these are the type of things that if they were happening, you'd think you'd see articles or medical journals saying, beware guys, a real bad side effect is that when you wear them, you can possibly change the trajectory of your lashes. I think that would be worth noting for a small group of people. This would be something very valuable. For example, Mm -hmm. some lashes are misdirected going into the trachysis and that needs to be surgically taken care of by a doctor. It happens with pet size too. One of the treatments is not put an extension on and push it to go in a new direction to, 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 to treat it to go in a new direction. And this, because this would be important, especially in places, developing countries where they might not have access to surgery. That would be a solution, but that is not a solution because the, the hair doesn't permanently change that way. Mm-hmm. If it would, it would be great because you could solve this medical problem through it to crisis, yeah. but you can't. So that's not a good way to solve that problem. Uh, yeah. And then think again. You should go back and listen to our episodes. We have at least one or two where we really go into depth about damage. And I think those really help to explain why damage is so overplayed. I don't think anyone's saying this because they are ill-intended. Like, they're not doing this to harm people. They're just being very cautious. You're being good professionals. And if you're kind of concerned, you just want to stay completely away from it. But let's talk about this a little bit more. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do that. So sometimes people (laughs) say, don't lash a baby lash because it's so tiny. It can't stand the weight. Yes. But you have to understand that that baby hair that's in the anagen growth phase, even though it looks small and weak, it's got a lot of power behind it. It's incredibly robust. Like me. Yeah, no, it's going to grow. It's going to grow and you can't contain it. Even if you put something on it, it would still continue to grow. You can't mash it down. So it's very robust and there's a lot of growth power behind it. So the only thing you just don't want to do is put a too long of one on, not because it's going to damage the hair, but because it's going to grow out and that longer one is going to be... Like a rocket. It'll just be hanging out there in the wind, just looking really Twisting and looking funny and not behaving nicely for, for the client. Yeah. So it's just what I always say. You don't put high heels on a baby. You put a baby shoe on a baby, right? So just put a short little baby lash on those baby lashes, those antigen lashes. Mm -hmm. I call them insurance lashes because you know that you're going to see those the next time she comes back in. Because they don't fall out. Yeah. Yeah. One of the ways that I like to encourage lashing for longevity is you look at each lash and you think, what is this going to do in two weeks. What is this little hair here going to be in two weeks? And you kind of make a mental plan for it. Yeah. We like to say you plan for growth, right? Yeah. So when we first started lashing, we didn't really know anything about this and we'd see a short one and we just put a long one on it because we wanted it to be exact so that when the client opened her eyes, the line was perfect, but that's not preparing for her growth. And you know that it begins to change in just three or four days. So if you do it like all one size fits all, just like all, like maybe two lengths, it's not going to grow out as seamlessly. But if you look at each lash and think, where where is she going to be in two weeks? And you kind of match that in terms of the length. So you put short ones on short ones. 
and a longer ones you can keep long. Even if it's super long already, you can still put a short one on a super long lash. Mm-hmm. They're not going to see the hair. That's what happens. You just develop lash blindness when you're wearing extensions and you don't see your own hair. You just see the extensions. Well, I think hopefully that helps free people up. What we're always about is trying to dispel fear. Like we don't want you to be scared. We want you to draw outside the lines. We want you to try things differently because that's where creativity comes from. Because when we get keep worrying about rules, about, oh my gosh, the lashes are going to damage or it's going to cause them to grow out wrongly. No one wants that. So they stay away from it and causes them to take less chances. Okay. So let's talk about when you damage a lash. If a lash is damaged, Mm -hmm. what does that mean for you as the lash artist? If you see a client's hair that's damaged, does that mean you can't extend it? No, of course you can. But you don't want to damage because then it may stay that way. Is that it? I think so. I think that's the fear is that you damage it will never So if there were hair on the head, it would be concerned because that growth phase is close to, you know, six to eight years. So it can be a long time you're going to be stuck with that hair, right? But this is not even a fingernail, which stays in the bed. This is an eyelash. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we don't have to go and get our eyelashes cut and trimmed is because they're programmed to be short and certain length, and then they just automatically fall out and they're replaced, which means that you get a new lash maximum, like every or minimum every three months. Mm-hmm. So let's say the lash is damaged. Let's say you damage the lash inadvertently doing a banana peel. I don't recommend banana peel, but it's not the worst thing that can happen. If you damage the banana peel, you remove the extension and, and the, the cuticle gets removed. It gets all curly, all, yeah, right? Curly. Do you tell the client, I just damaged your lash and I'm not going to do anything about it because yeah. I'm not supposed to. I don't do, want to damage I don't want anymore. To do, do, it's already damaging. Let more, right? heal. No, I don't think any of us have had that conversation. No. I think we look at the lash and we put another extension on it because that's what we do. And has there been any damage? No. No, because the hair grows. The hair grows and then it falls out. Yes. So who cares if the lash has been damaged, quote unquote, because that's not real damage. That's damage on the body of the hair, which is transient. It's disposable. The lashes are not on our, our body as long as um, like the head hair is mm-hmm. or the fingernails. They're meant to be shed. They're meant to be a certain length. And I think this shed. is an important thing for you uh, to re-explain and then we should get moving on the next point is your body will tell you when there's damage going on. That's the key. And it's because as you've explained the eyelids have a lot of nerve endings, more than you have on your head, right? So your head, when you're doing damage, which means you're permanently killing the follicle so no hair grows out, you don't always, you can kind of feel, but it's not as painful. Well, we want right? to protect the head on our hair. Yeah. Because if we don't, if we have permanent bald spots, that's like affecting the crown, yes. our crown of glory and crown of beauty, right? Yes. And we've seen people that have bald spots. I mean, most of us who have ever worn extensions might have like one tiny little bald spot there too, because it's so easy to happen. Yeah. So how does permanent damage to the follicle happen? It's called traction alopecia. And traction alopecia happens the hair has to be in the growth phase. It has to be in the antigen growth phase. It does not happen overnight. It does not happen by you pulling one hair out. That is not traction alopecia. That is not damaging. What's damaging about that is that the hair has to regenerate, mm-hmm. but it doesn't damage the machinery the machine, yeah. that creates the follicle, right? The way that that machinery, the, the follicle tissue gets damaged is that as it's growing, so it's in the antigen phase, it's there's tension being put on it, so it's being pulled. And it happens consistently. So the thing is that with our head hair, like you wear a tight ballerina bun for a while and you don't notice that your your hairline is receding because it happens over a long time or you've got like tight weave or tight braid, there's not as many nerve endings on our scalp. And so we can 
be blissfully aware that those hairs are being damaged. Those follicles are being damaged. It's very different with the lashes because as we all know, if you've ever had one lash stuck together, it is like a thorn in your side. Mm -hmm. You can't do anything except tend to that part uh, that lash that's stuck together and bothering you. You'll call one of your friends and be like, can you please separate my lash? You'll look in the mirror. You'll pull it out yourself before your client will call you and say, Jen, one of my lashes is just driving me crazy. I've got to come in. Something's bothering me. And you'll be like, sure, uh, let's take a look. And as she walks in the door or right before she's supposed to come in, she's going to be like, oh, you know what? I just pulled it out and it's gone. It's it's fine, right? So the good news about this is that your body will send you a signal that the traction alopecia, the damage is happening before it actually gets there. And one of the good news is that the sign that your body will produce is a red raised bump with the hair sticking straight out of it. And it is so rare to see this. I've seen it once in my career, 18 years. And that's when the damage is starting to happen. And it usually happens past seven days. Most people are calling you before seven days. And by the way, this is all what Dr. Stout has explained to us about damage. This is not just tussle making arbitrarily rules about this. This is verified by one of the top ophthalmologists. This is dermatologist. Or dermatologist yeah. also. Okay, this is dermatology. Mm-hmm. Different person, different yeah, doctor. That, but. So, so basically you'll see it even, so just understand this, pulling a hair out is not damaging to the follicle. It's traumatic. It has to grow back. You're out without a hair for a little while, but it's not damaging to the follicle okay. structure. Now, can it miniaturize? Technically, yes. But on the eye area, it's not the same thing as the brow. Your lash line will still produce a hair, even if it's being pulled out for like 40 years. Because remember, I ta- I'm going to go back to trachiasis. One of the ways that you treat trachiasis is not by pulling a hair out repeatedly, because even over a 40-year period, the hair can still be there and yeah. go into the eye, scratching it and causing an ulcer. So that's in the medical books, that's not how you treat it. You have to ablate it. It has to be burnt out, cut out, or ablated. Yeah. So I hopefully it's free again, freeing for everyone that's worried about this whole thing of overweight and causing the eyes to change the directory. That's not gonna happen. The body's very resilient. And it's able to recover after all these things, correct? Case in point, somebody comes to you with completely fried lashes that have been fried from ammonia thioglycolate, which is the solution that we use for lash lift, right? That's tragic, but it doesn't mean that you can't treat her. What I would do if they were all crispy and fried is I would cut them and then I would extend them. Yeah. And she's going to look fine. And in two months time, they're going to be fine again. That's what we get paid the big bucks to do is extend lashes. And yeah, even you if just upset some people with that. You'd cut their lashes. No, don't cut their lashes. That'd be like saying, don't cut your hair ever. Listen, don't. I got my lashes done today. And yeah. I said, some of my lashes have been a little bit long and squirrely. So just go ahead and cut them. And I would do this with the staff because I was trying to make a point. Before yeah. I sat down, I would cut them in front of them and there'd be gasps. Or, you know, sometimes yeah. I would say, go ahead and cut them because I want you to see it doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. They're going to, I'm not saying I'm not advocating that, but it was a lesson to show people yeah. that it doesn't matter. Tuss just walks around down the street with scissors. Let me cut your lashes. Mm. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the other one. I think we, we got a good beat on that. The next idea is this, and I've seen the people teach this over the years and it's been a, a consistent. Now, some people may teach otherwise, and this is not a right or wrong. This is the way we like to approach it. So when someone comes in with lashes that grow up, not straight, some people, they get crisscross, they go crooked, whatever. Some people say, if you really want to do it right, you need to place an extension on there that's straight. So all the lashes going one way, even if the hairs don't all go one way, because you want a very consistent 
look like and the way you do that is corrective lashing i guess you'll call it i don't know what the term is but that's what we'll yeah, call it corrective lashing yeah right. so what are your thoughts on that my thoughts on that is that it depends on what the goal of the client is if her goal is to look picture perfect for tomorrow or because she's got a photo shoot or you're doing an ad or something like that then it doesn't matter how well they wear. It's all in appearance, right? Mm -hmm. If you're doing a shot for somebody's hair or makeup, it doesn't matter if you glue their hair to a board and make it look all beautiful for the picture, but it's not functional, right? Which is normal with photo photography and film. I mean, often we'll, I forget the term is, we, it's been so long, but you, you shoot for the frame or what shoot in the frame or whatever's in the yeah. frame. So as long as the person in the photo is, looks great and on camera, but it's like you have all these pins and buttons. Yeah. And pins, strings that's and clothes pins. Tape. Holding Binder it all clips, together holding the dress doesn't together. matter because it's not on camera, but so it looks great, makes right? it looks great. So if that's the highest goal for this person's lashes, then by all means do it. Yeah. But if her goal is wearability and longevity, like two weeks time, correcting something like that is only going to look good for about three or four days because the hairs are always growing. You have to look at the canvas that we're working with as if it's it's transitional, it's moving. The lashes are all doing something different because they're not all growing out at the same time like our head hair is. Most of our head hair, I should say, there is different patches that are growing and, and some of our antigen, some of them are telogen and you don't get to pick and choose. You have to think of it. This is moving. This is transitional. Mm -hmm. So I don't typically try to correct that way because it's not going to give a good service. It's like putting a safety pin or a clothes pin on somebody's dress and say, it looks great like this. Just suck it in for the whole time that you're wearing the dress. As soon as she exhales, it's going to pop right off. So that's kind of a solution that's not really going to serve her because just as soon as the hair starts to grow out, it's going to start to twist. It's going to yeah. pop right off. It's well, that's the thing because the base is such a small connection because you can't really, with you, it's always about the largest amount of connection or surface area but if you do a corrective you can only do a tiny one which means really brushing their lashes could cause it to twist turn that's right and can cause them as they grow up to rock it in weird directions where they look odd and strange and so the look of the lashes will good but not for a couple of weeks or three four weeks in your case for sure my philosophy is that you always get the best possible mechanical bond for the for extensions and you just piggyback on the client's natural growth cycle because that's what's going to continue to grow if the world ended tomorrow <laughs> her lashes are still going to look good for for another yes. four weeks because they're just going to seamlessly grow out yeah this is a philosophy or a, a styling technique, right? Some people are like, nope, I just like it to do that because I always want to be uniform. Like I'm going to guess really Russian volume would not do this because they really like that strong line. But if you really, if you're trying to give your clients three, four week retentions, then this is the way to go and this is the way to approach it. Yeah. There's so many different philosophies and there's many ways to skin a cat. I know you're not supposed to. No, they'll skin the cat. How about there's many ways to put a teddy bear together? No, no. How about there's many ways to cook a cookie? No. If you guys can think of one, there's send it our way. There's many ways to cook some ramen. Mm. No, no, no. Many ways to cook a cookie? That's, yeah, that's kind of a mouthful. Yeah, because they're all smart cookies. They are smart cookies. So we have many ways of cooking new cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
I don't know. Okay, so here's the thing. Whatever. You might need to use that little trick for some time in your career. Let's say some client comes in and they're goofing around and they traumatically pulled out a section of lashes right in the center of their eyelashes. You're not going to be like, oh, I have nothing. I can't do anything for you. No, what you could do is make a bridge. You glue one extension at the base of two natural hairs, and then you use that to to put extensions on. So to cover the gap, right? That's not a long-term solution, but it is a solution for a week. Just have her come back in a week so she doesn't have to die of shame of ugliness or, or, (laughs) you know. Yes, which that is a common way of dying. So why would you let your client with her fried lash hair go out? Let me solve this problem for you. And you're not going to, you're, let me cut these lashes. You don't have to say that you're going to do that to the client. Yeah. But you just do it. You make them look good. Yeah. And you're the boss. And you're the, yeah, you get paid the big bucks. Yeah. So, all right. Well, there we go. I think that was, uh, we covered it pretty well. Right. Good. You got covered. No more, no more chips. Oh, but here's the thing. No, listen, we can disagree. You know, if you still want to dance on the, the, you you want to still stay clear of any kind of changing weight or anything like that, we can still be friends. You know why? Because we both do lash extensions and that's what unites us. We we can have different philosophies of lashing, but what unites us is that we do lashes and we're all on the same team. You can be her friend, but not with me because I only hang out with people who do lashes right. Well, then I don't want to hang out with you because my, my, my room is welcome for people who think differently. Yeah, no. And I think that's always one of the things that one of the big things behind our podcast, we want people to feel free to think outside the box and yeah, like at LashCon, you'll see gals that have like super mega crazy, crazy lashes. lashes, And then you'll see somebody who's like totally like natural and they're, they're friends. Yeah. And they can be friends still and we can disagree on we can disagree. You can some say rinse, some say don't rinse, some say don't use 0.25. You know what? You know? Because what unites us is the lashes. It is it is the love for the uh, beauty, the love and, for the art, and, and the art, and serving people and making people feel wonderful and beautiful. And those are all good things. So nothing bad about that. All right, well, okay. I think we're all done. Well, that's a wrap. We are out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast and at the Lash Conference, and remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Biscuit Tusney. That's the sound of a biscuit, I guess. I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.